Generation Now. Be informed. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to the October 16th, one day late, but that's no big deal, Generation Now podcast, the official podcast of the Ridgeway Community Church Youth Group. My name is Matt, the youth pastor here, and with me again this week is Mark Sandino. Hey, Mark. Hello. I would like to be known as Father of Vaughn, just this podcast. Father of Vaughn? Yeah, Mark or, Father of Vaughn. Or Father Vaughn. No, Father of Vaughn, Vaughn okay. being my son. Yeah, okay, good, because I didn't want to like you know make the little cross symbol and ask for forgiveness sure. of sins to you. But. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, hello, Father of Vaughn. Hello, Matt. <laughs> Can I go by Father of Mercedes? No, no. just me today. <laughs> <laughs> you can if you want. No, I don't want to okay. be selfish. I want to go by Matt, so... Okay. We're just going to stick with that. So. Okay. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. How was your weekend? Uh, it was good. Um, what did I do this weekend? Oh, I did the worship on Sunday morning. You preached. Well, yeah. It was phenomenal. Thank it, you very much for no, that good word. Well, thank no, thank you for, for the great mm-hmm. worship leading. I thought it was probably one of the, the, the best church services in the history of church. <laughs> probably. Not just Ridgeway Community Church. Right. I mean, just church everywhere right, period. the whole time absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah uh and uh yeah and besides that you know we have a new child so not a whole lot going on um just kind of hung out yeah it, it, it's exciting i remember that time when we finally felt Lindsay and i finally felt like we could actually leave the house and start having a social life again yeah and, and it, it's an exciting feeling it's like you know mercedes is finally old enough where she can Get out a little bit. Drive the car to the store if she wants to, she or get down to the yeah. ice cream shop. What's really exciting is when we're start when she's finally able to start doing house chores, and we're like, you know, Mercedes, you can like fold laundry and stuff too. And she's like, eh. does she do a good job at that? She does okay. Yeah, they're more just kind of crumpled, crumpled up. Yeah, but that's okay. Well, that's good. Teach them young is what I say, Dang in the way they should go. <laughs> Dang straight. Well, we got a great podcast in store for all of you today. I uh, got some good news items in store for you and a brand new section uh, for our podcast that I think everybody will certainly enjoy and will want some interaction from you all. Uh, so without further ado, coming up next is The Bullet. Tell me if I move because I don't feel anything at all. Oh. So carry me. I'm just a dead man lying on the carpet. Welcome back. That song was called Dead Man Carry Me by Jars of Clay uh-huh. off their latest album, Good Monsters. Um, I don't know if you're familiar. Are you familiar with their newest album? Well, I was listening to the Relevant podcast, and they had them in studio. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, they're big fans of Jars of Clay. I, well, I think, I think what, one of the guys has been a writer for Relevant yeah, since... Dan Dan Hazeltine, or... Yeah. Yeah, he writes columns in their magazine, and I think they've supported his Bloodwater mission... Uh, ministry, which is an Africa relief yeah. organization, yeah, to like raise. Uh, I think it's to raise money for fresh water and fresh blood, 
because of the AIDS epidemic. Oh, interesting. Not, not because they're vampires. Yeah, that's interesting. I just do want to make that clarification. But <laughs> you can check out my uh, Jars of Clay at myspace.com slash Jars of Clay. Uh, if you um, are not familiar with Jars of Clay, or maybe you're an old schooler like Mark and I who grew up with Jars of Clay back in the day when we were you know, a lot younger, uh, and maybe you've lost, you, you've lost touch with Jars of Clay. Get back in touch with them because uh, their newest stuff is just really good music. So go check that out. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, here's the bullet for this week. Uh, quite a few things going on. We want you to be informed, so listen up. First and foremost, high schoolers, uh, we, are, we do have prayer meeting tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock here at the church. So if you want to come and pray uh, before, we go to, before school starts, uh, I want to invite you and encourage you to be here to do that. Um, we are also going to have a uh, high school Bible club planning meeting tomorrow afternoon after school. You guys have a short day, so we're going to meet in the cafeteria at 2.45. We're uh, working really hard on on starting a, uh, a, well, a Bible club, for which isn't the name of it, but just for a lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a, a Bible club or a Christian club or a, I don't know what we're going to call it yet, but something that's going to occur in the school for people who claim faith to come together in fellowship and encourage one another. Basically what we're doing. Yes, okay. So if you want to be involved in uh, putting that all together, we're going to meet at in the cafeteria tomorrow at 245. Uh, middle schoolers, we are going to have youth group uh, last Wednesday. Or t- ne- tomorrow. My goodness. Whoa. Whoa. We will have youth group tomorrow night at 530. So you were trying to actually go back in time there. You were saying we're going to have youth group last Wednesday. Yeah, well, I was thinking about last Wednesday because we, we were very clear, I thought. I thought we did a pretty good job of being very clear about having youth group last mm-hmm. week in our podcast. Yeah. And it showed because we had a really good turnout. Yeah. So well, I, I was just thinking of that. So, I think in, you know, for future reference, we should definitely uh, just really make things very clear. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't want to be gray or foggy about any of these announcements. We will have youth group tomorrow night, 5.30 p.m., Mm-hmm. October 17th, 2007 at Ridgeway Community Church in the And Domini, and not last week. And not last week. You know, you don't actually have to get in your time machines and yeah. go back. Dad, okay. don't, don't I think it's pretty time. clear. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay, uh, high schoolers, we will not have youth groups Sunday night because of the the inaugural football and chili cook-off in the park, which leads me into my next announcement. The inaugural football and chili cook-off in the park is this Sunday. So what's this going to look like, Matt? Am I just going to show up and see a bunch of people milling around? Or are there going to be concierges telling me where to go and what to do? Will it be very obvious to me? Do um, I head over to the chili booth and sample the chili? Do I buy chili? What does that look like? Do I need to bring wow. money to eat the chili? Or you, is it free chili? You're, you're is the chili a lot spicy, mild? Is it made with beef, chicken, pork, or perhaps elk? Maybe some deer? If I eat this chili... Am I going to have room for more chili? Are the portions small? Or are they large? Do I vote on the chili? <laughs> I am totally, you're totally asking, in the dark on but this. That, you're asking a lot of very important questions, and perhaps I can clear up a little bit of the mud for you. Okay. Okay. This is basically an all-afternoon and evening event in the park where there's a lot of different things going on for different people. Okay? So if you show up, yes, you will be seeing a lot of people milling around, but there's going to be some things that will probably more than likely interest you. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, starting in the afternoon, we're going to have live music on a stage. 
Who's uh, going to be playing? Yeah, there's going to be some different local acts, um, like a guy from Telluride named Sean, who does a band called I Back know of the Sean. Bus. Yeah, you know him. So he's not just a guy. So you know Sean. And, yeah. and he played during our 4th of July Church in the Park. He'll be there. I played with him then. Yeah. He's probably going to have the dude he's using this weekend for a concert in Durango play with him. That would make sense. And he had great music, so that's going to be very entertaining. Um, a, a gentleman from our church named Greg Everhart, who mm-hmm. does a phenomenal job of performing with some other people that he likes to play with, will be performing. Okay, okay. Um, uh, and there's a couple other acts that I haven't confirmed yet, so I'm not going to mention them. Okay. But, we're, but they're 90% sure they're going to be playing. So there's okay. going to be live music in the afternoon, some entertainment in that way. Um, there's going to be people that are taking this chili co- cook-off extremely seriously. I mean, this is we want this to be a huge annual event, maybe even a statewide recognized event. Because, like, there's statewide rib cook-offs mm-hmm. and, you know, those kind of things. We want this to hopefully be a pretty big deal like that. Mm-hmm. So those people are actually going to be setting up and cooking all day long. It's an all-day cook thing for them. Their chili will be judged by a panel of judges that we have selected at about 4.30. And when they're done sampling all the chili and deciding who the winner is, then we will make the chili available for the the general public to eat. Seems like it'd be pretty old and cold at that point. No, they're going to be cooking all day long. Oh, okay. They're going to have heat out there okay. and cooking all day right. long. All right, no, that's cool. And the chili's free. Don't have to pay a dime to eat it. Um, we're expecting to have a lot more chili than we're going to have people, so you'll probably be able to eat a lot of chili. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be chili of all various kinds. It'll be spicy and mild, depending on what the people make. They can use any kind of meat they want. So mm-hmm. there could be chicken, there could be beef, there could be elk, there could be deer. Right. There could be skunk, there could be moose, there could be um, a manatee. I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> there sea could cow. Be there could be a lot of sea cow. All right, I'm getting um, the picture, Matt. Uh, Let's just move on to actually, okay. I mean, the chili. Okay, got the chili. And then, uh, and then the, there's activities. <clears throat> yeah, there's going to be kid, activities for kids. Uh, put on through the afternoon. There's going to be a flag football tournament that people have signed up and put teams together throughout the afternoon. And when all the fun and activities are done, that evening at 6 p.m., we're going to project the Broncos versus Steelers game on the big screen there in the park. So it's a huge deal. Uh, We're expecting quite a few people to show up, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So we just want to encourage you all, uh, about 1 o'clock or so, or really any time during the afternoon, come down to the Ridgeway uh, City Park and, and have some fun with this big event. Um, and now I'm going to spend the, about the span of two seconds on this next announcement. Okay. On November 9th to the 11th, the Dare to Share Student Conference is in Denver, uh, and we're planning on taking a group of students out to that. Uh, next week, I should have the for sure amount of how much it's going to cost, and we'll start getting sign-up sheets passed around in youth group probably starting next week so we can get people to go to that. Okay? All right. Sounds awesome. Any Anything uh, I missed? I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not I, sure. Maybe. I possibly. Think, I think I was pretty clear. Okay. All yeah, right. Good. good. All right. Well, coming in next is the pop. Welcome back. That song was called Undying by a, a heavy metal band called Demon Hunter. I don't know, Mark, are you a big fan of Demon Hunter? Totally, man. Yeah. It's off their their 
last year's album called The Triptych, which I don't know what a triptych is. But oh, a triptych is... Uh, I'm not sure either, but I've, yeah. I know I have known at one point what it was. And by the way, I just lied. I'm not a fan of Demon Hunter. Oh, okay. Not uh, that it's you know awful music, necessarily. Well, I, there's two things about Demon Hunter. I do like their music because I'm a heavy metal fan. But two, I, I laugh at their name because I don't really think I would be a very good hunter of demons. Hmm. I've got a feeling that even though I have Christ in my heart <laughs> and I know that 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 the powers of this horrible world have no dominion over me. Yes. I still got a feeling if I went up in a fight against a demon, he'd kick my butt. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. a, it's just a thought. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, you watch enough episodes of of Buffy the Vampire Slayer to know that demons are pretty bad guys. I mean, they're yeah, I don't, pretty powerful. I don't know. I <laughs> I don't watch Buffy and uh, <laughs> never had a personal encounter with a demon. Hope, yeah. hope to not personally yeah, ever have one. Too. So. so anyway, but if, you, if you're a heavy metal fan and you enjoy Demon Hunter, you can check them out at myspace.com slash demonhunter. They have a new album coming out in about three weeks, um, and I haven't heard any new music yet. I think they're going to be posting it on their MySpace. So if you're mm-hmm. a heavy metal fan, I know some of you are, you can check them out. You might like it. Uh, so this week for the pop, we're going to do something a little different. Uh, we're we're gonna we're still gonna have news time because we feel that's really important. We want to keep you all informed in Absolutely. the important things that are going on in our world. But we wanted to add a new section, something that uh, might uh, develop some uh, some listener interaction, and we take this very seriously. Okay. So we're gonna start a new section called "Ask Captain Lubog." Yay! <laughs> Applause in the background. We might change the name. Lubog is my secret name. I got it back when I was uh, oh, I'd say five. No, ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's spelled L E W B A U G. I like uh, Lubog. It's my secret name. I-, I think we should keep it that way. Ask okay. Captain Lubog, and this is basically the the point of this um, this segment is that you, the listenership, can write in at feedback at ridgewayyouth.org, and you can ask Mark or AKA Captain Lubog mm-hmm. one question of your choice about any subject. And we're not. He's not going to warm up to this. He's. Nope. Just, I'm just going to read the question to him, and he's got to answer it. Okay. Okay. And this will be a Sounds lot of fun. Interesting. So, so this week, um, think of a very good, informative, or random subject on any uh, a question on any subject, and write it in to me. You can write to feedback at ridgewayyouth.org, and I will pick the one best question to ask Captain Lubog. All right. So I, I came up with a jingle before we start because I have a question for this week. So, should I try my jingle? Oh, yeah. Totally, man. Okay. Here's your one chance. Your only one chance to ask Captain Lubog one question. Bye now. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll try to see if we can replicate that every week. Okay. All right, so, Mark, here's my question that I would like to pose to you. Yep, go for it. And, uh, and here's the thing. You have ready? To... Are you ready to be astounded? Yes, and you okay. have to answer completely honest, and I know you will. Okay. If you, if you had to get one tattoo, what would it be and where would it be? Where would it be placed on your person? Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, my wife would kill me. But you have to. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, that's a great question, Matt. Um, and, 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 and a tough one to ask me on the spot because I, I just honestly haven't spent much time thinking about what tattoo I would get. <sighs> um, is your face out of the question? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, in all seriousness... <laughs> Um, I would probably, uh, <laughs> get something, um, that would be, uh, unrecognizable to most people. Um, and something I could later in life change the meaning of. 
So not something clear like Elmer Fudd or <laughs> a great white shark. I would probably draw up one of my strange designs that I draw uh, and that look like kind of weird organic matter or little swimming parasites. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, and probably I would do it somewhere relatively inconspicuous. Um, definitely not a lower back tattoo. <laughs> definitely not an armband. You don't want a tramp stamp? No, no tramp stamps for me. Um, <laughs> somewhere that there would be the least amount of pain possible. Um, however, at the same time, I, I, like I said, I want it to be inconspicuous. So, you know, I might go for pain and go from the inside of my bicep. Like inside of my arm, <laughs> so you know you kind of like is, is that is that a smudge or is that a tattoo? And I think like, oh, it's a it's a tattoo. It's a it's a flying dingle warbler, <laughs> which I, ne- I never name my creations, but uh, maybe that's what I would do. Yeah. Do, do you think you could do a favor for all of us? Because I know, myself included, I'm sure everybody out there is really interested in what a dingle warbler might just perhaps look like mm. would you happen to be able to per- maybe draw a dingle warbler you know let me look then- here on my computer because i do have um some of my um drawings uh hidden somewhere maybe maybe they're on my backup yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll consider it. If you have one, I, I, you should you know, email that to me. I'm going to also send you a picture right now, Matt. I'm going to put it in the podcast photos, uh, of a picture I took in the Max store in Phoenix of a, this guy is a total hipster. He's wearing a nasty outfit and, uh, <laughs> uh, he's got a headband on. He looks like he came straight out of the eighties. Cool. Right on. Yeah. I'll put so that I'll, uh, yeah, let me, uh, yeah, I'll. I'll uh, think about what I can send to you. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that was <laughs> that was Ask Captain Lubog, and I, I think it was a great way to kick it off. And, and, and I want everybody out there to really take part in this. Just take two seconds out of your extremely busy lives to write a question to Captain Lubog. You can write to feedback at ridgewayyouth.org, and, uh, and I will pick the one best question every week. And we'll and we'll see because we'll see what what, what you know. Let me it. just say this about tattoos: I more tattoos than ever are showing up on people these days. Yep. Younger and younger and younger. And you know, back in World War II, back in that era, a lot of uh, uh, pilots and uh, enlisted servicemen were getting tattoos overseas, and yeah, that was I think the primary primary place that people got tattoos to kind of create. Um, allegiance and association with their squadron or whatever yeah. like in gladiator yeah it is becoming such a, pre- a prevalent thing now i just wonder what the our generation are going to look like as 70 year olds or 60 year olds <laughs> i mean what are those lower back tattoos and the arm tattoos and the arm bands what are, what, what are they going to look like just like blobs my or dad, do you th- do yeah. you think that uh, tattoo removal technology is going to get so good uh, that a lot of them are going to disappear? Probably. Yeah. I know my dad has a tattoo that he got when he was in the Navy. Yeah. And um, kind of like what you were saying. Yeah. And it still looks sort of like the creature that it was supposed to be when, it, but it's basically a green blob now. Yeah. Yeah. They get so. they fade and they. But I also think because I was watching an episode of Miami Inc. Yes. On, you know, it's one of I think it's on TLC. And they were talking about how tattoo technology is even so much better now than it used to be that tattoos hold their their look much, much longer. That they don't 
fade and gel like they used to. Mm. So perhaps perhaps this is a question that that we're not going to have to answer. Perhaps as technology, right? As a tattoo technology, which I know is just always just in flux, mm-hmm. and absolutely getting better and better. Yeah. As it, it gets better, perhaps a tattoo will be much more permanent, much clearer for longer. Oh, okay. Perhaps. Yeah. 150 years from now, you'll be able to dig up a corpse, and the Ew. tattoo and the tattoo is so good that even though the rest of the body is wasted away, that little patch of skin is still there, and the tattoo is perfect. That's gross. Yeah, that was kind of grimy. That was for all the Halloween fans out there. Um, so coming up next now is the news with Mark. With Mark Sandino, the news this week only. News, news, news. Important stuff you need to know. <laughs> Okay, you know, let's uh, let's just go right to it. Okay, um, how many Hannah Montana fans do we have out there, Matt? I know you're a huge Hannah Montana. Now, you may not even be a Hannah Montana fan, Uh, Matt. I think this is particularly true for you. You were a huge Billy Ray Cyrus fan. Huge. Even had a mullet like he had, kind of you know, long in the back. Indeed, I did. Spiked on top and slicked back on the side. Break my heart, Mikey, breaky heart. Okay, that was his song, right? That was. Oh, right on. And don't act coy because you are a huge fan of his. I've seen all the signed memorabilia up in your office. Everybody knows I'm a big country fan. Well, fans of Hannah Montana were greatly dismayed uh, this last week as they went to get tickets for the Hannah Montana concert. Um, Jennifer Anderson was trying to buy tickets to the hottest concert of the year, a November 19th show at the St. Pete Times Forum. I believe this is in, yes, Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, show at the St. Pete Times Forum, starring a teen idol beloved by the Disney Channel set. Her daughter was redecorating her bedroom to celebrate that very purchase. One side of Chrissy's room was going to be all Hannah Montana. The other side was going to be all Miley Cyrus, which is the alter ego of Hannah Montana. Now, you can imagine this. Young daughter, uh, nine-year-old, so excited to go to the Hannah Montana concert. Mom is excited to have this bonding experience with her. So... They go online to buy these tickets when they become available on uh, Ticketmaster. Yep, yep. Um, so here's what happens. You know what ticket brokers are, right, Matt? Totally. These are people that buy tickets and resell them, um, ideally at face value or a small service charge. Okay? Right. Yeah. They snap up some prime tickets, whatever, whatever. Well, in the age of the internet, it's gotten crazy because... Um, in this case, tickets went on sale at 10 a.m. The entire stadium was sold out in 14 minutes. And in fact, wow. the entire 54-date tour has sold out. Every seat is gone. Jeez. So how does this happen? Is this all the adoring fans snapping up every single seat? Well, Hannah Montana is very popular. Well, you'd like to think so. But what it is really are technologically driven ticket brokers snapping up the seats. Okay, and this is what happens. Face value for these seats was 6875 Okay, it's pretty expensive. Yeah, man. To go, you know, what can you bucks. get for sixty-eight bucks? You can get four or five albums. You can, you can take your family out to dinner. You can get sixty-eight and three quarters junior bacon cheeseburgers at Wendy's. Wow, that is true. I didn't, man, I didn't think of it that way. Okay, so these tickets were typically that much money. A few days later, on the internet, the internet was flooded with these tickets. Okay, the average asking price for these very same tickets was $214, with some sellers seeking as much as $4,572 per seat. Now, how is the average consumer, Matt, let me ask you, going to compete with these ticket brokers who have as much as a, well, in the case of the $4,572 seat, probably a 5,000% profit margin? How How are we to compete with these guys that 
have this technology that can go out and shut us out of the opportunity to buy these tickets. Well, my, one of my questions is, I mean, are there people that actually will spend four grand on a Hannah Montana ticket? Oh, there always, ticket? there's always people who will do that. And and the reason the brokers are doing this is because the marketplace has proven that the opportunity exists for them. They wouldn't be doing it because right. I've known about this. This has been going on for years. I mean, it's one thing with you two or Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. You know, sure. everybody's an adult, but it's it's a sad thing for the kids who can't get tickets to the Wiggles or Hannah Montana. Yeah, that is that's awful. So, anyways, I I personally shame think, on you, ticket yeah. brokers. Shame on you. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think what you need to do, what we need to do, is we need to find a way to make. Uh, the opportunity more accessible for the average person. Yeah. But in relation to this story, I'm going to jump right over. Who knows who Joel Osteen is? I do. Ooh, ooh. Look, over here, me. Yeah, me. okay. Who's Joel Osteen? Um, he's a pastor-type guy. Out of? Well, is, he's on the East Coast, isn't he? I think he's Texas. Oh, yeah, he's Texas. Real young, kind of quaffed-looking dude. Quaffed. Has, Good word. Has the book Your Best Life Now. That's kind right. Kind of... Um, I don't know. I haven't read it. Probably never will. It's a Christian book about living your best life. But he's very much into um, God promises to bless you. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. But what's, here's what's interesting about yeah. the whole online scalping business, ticket broker things. It's hard to get tickets to Joel Osteen these days. Jeez. This is from the Bible Belt blogger. Scalpers get big bucks for Osteen tickets. Now, I think this is funny because, and I hate to say this, I make funny jokes about Osteen all the time. As a matter of fact, for Hope Coulter's or Tate Coulter's birthday, I took a, uh, uh, I acted like I gave him that for his birthday through Amazon's and I printed out a page. But what I did is I photoshopped my face onto Joel Osteen's body on the cover of Your Best Life Now. Um, and so he didn't know who it was, so the joke was lost on him a little bit. But <laughs> how hot is Joel Osteen? Hot enough that people will pay $134.89 for two prime seats at the Televangelist upcoming New York Crusade. That's what the highest bid was on eBay when I posted this item at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time, and the price was climbing quickly. Osteen won't get rich off the tickets. He charges $10 per seat, and Ticketmaster gets another four fifty. So the ticket face value was fourteen fifty, but yet... Hundred thirty four bucks. So the the, uh, the I don't know. It's just a crazy, crazy world. I'm obviously in the wrong business. I need to start uh, scalping Osteen tickets. Yeah. Here's a prickly prank. Football game moved after prickly prank. Tell me what you think about this, Matt. Vandis lined Tawas football field with toothpicks. So I don't know who Vandis <laughs> is, and Tawas football must be the team. Uh, this <laughs> is in uh, Bay City. Uh, well, I don't know where this is. Flint, Saginaw, Bay City. Where in the world is this? I don't know. Okay, a Tawas Alcona football game was moved to Alcona after thousands of toothpicks were found in the football field at Tawas. It may have been a prank, but whoever pulled off the toothpick caper could face some criminal charges. It certainly was different, said the superintendent. This was a first for me, said the Michigan State oh, it's Michigan State Police Robert Lesneski. Uh, one of the players during warm-ups felt something odd on the field, and that's when they realized someone had planted toothpicks in the turf. Mm. Lesneski was on the field that night. At least a couple of thousand, he said, you couldn't see them because they were pushing the ground, probably half to three-quarters of the way. They used a tractor mm. and a roller to drive them in the field, but that didn't work. That's when hundreds of fans came out of the night as everyone got in the cars and headed north to Alcona County, where the game eventually started at 9.30 p.m. Another school district offered its field that night, and Thwing says while a few may have gone out of their way to spoil senior night, the region came together to get get the game in. Mm. So this kind of reminded me of all the crazy high school pranks that people pull in house. Many of them go awry. Sure, you know I, I think you know it was a tr- I think it's a tradition for most schools that the seniors pull a prank on the school. Um, but yeah, I mean that one that one could really hurt somebody. I mean if you think about it, if they didn't really notice it. 
they were there until they started playing and people were getting tackled on these toothpicks. Uh huh. Yeah. That, that could hurt. That would suck. Yeah. That would suck big time. I just think uh, kids uh, sometimes, um, you know, it seems really funny in the planning stages, but isn't so funny when you actually do it. Yeah. I mean, although I've heard and I've seen that show, MTV pranks whatever uh, punk punked no not punked it's oh. one's about it's a it's a show about a high school kids pulling pranks where uh kids would stack the lunch table so high they had to bring a crane in to get them down <laughs> or or a girl made it her her a girl and her father and brothers took a car and made it look like it fell down from space on the flagpole and it punctured a That's perfect hole awesome but actually what they did is they're they're body shot people and they knew how to like cut the car in half and then they brought it out and put it together and bonded it perfectly to make it look make it look like a real car had just fallen from space um there's a school i went to grand junction high school and then one of our rivals um was central high and i can't remember what year it was i think i graduated in 95 it's probably like class of 93 or something Uh but um they got they they coerced the janitor to help them out on it and you know like the double wide uh glass doors that you know swing open and then they have like the metal pole middle yeah but a lot of times you can with unlock and remove that middle pole Uh so that it's wide open with nothing in the middle and they they got the janitor to and it was like a little padlock on it but they got the janitor to unlock it yeah and they took the pole out and they broke into the principal's car i don't know maybe they just jimmied it was an older car so they probably just jimmied it they didn't like bust a window or nothing and put it in neutral and pushed the car into the hallway of the high school and then put that pole back and locked it back up so that they could get the car out. And it was actually very clever. Did they get in trouble? I don't. Well, I don't know if anybody really fessed up to who did it. Yeah. All right. So, but yeah, I That's mean, a good joke. See, I like there that are stuff. some good ones, but then there's some dumb ones. Like the class after me thought their great prank would be to go and uproot all the flowers in the flower bed yeah, around the flagpole. Yeah, that's just destructive. That's awful. Yeah. That's not a prank. That's vandalism. Vandalism. So, yeah, I think, so, I mean, to encourage our seniors at Ridgeway High School, you know, I totally encourage pranks just as long as, A, they don't destroy anything, B, they don't hurt anyone, and see they're funny but uh, be willing to suffer the consequences oh, yeah. if your principal doesn't find it funny That's okay true. here's true. another story is this pope john paul ii waving from beyond the grave vatican tv director says yes this fiery figure is being hailed as pope john paul ii making an appearance beyond the grave the image said by believers to show the holy father with his right hand raised in blessing was spotted during a ceremony in poland to mark the second anniversary of his death details appeared on the vatican news service a tv station in rome which specializes in religious news broadcast. Now, Matt, I'm going to send you this picture, but I want you to take a look at this picture right now and tell me what you think. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> that is quite a likeness to <laughs> very, I mean, wow. That's impressive. It is. It looks a lot like him. It does. All right. Well, I'm going to send that to you. Yeah. Okay. If it's not Pope John Paul, maybe it's one of those superheroes that can turn into fire. Like the human torch. Flame on. Okay. Here's just an in- interesting tidbit. Australian plagued by feral pigs. Scientists in Australia have warned that rising numbers of diseased, ravaged, feral pigs pose a threat to farmers in the environment. Basically, um, just to get one paragraph out of here, it is estimated that there are 23 million wild pigs in Australia. Wow. That means there are now more pigs than people. (laughs) They're going to be shot and buried, basically. Right on. But, uh, yeah, they're taking over. 
Maybe they can make some good, some really good uh, bean and ham soup. No, mm. uh, not feral pigs. I, I just really wouldn't recommend this. Here's one that's, a, I don't know. It's you know, it has to do with adultery, but the consequences of adultery, in my that's opinion. Right. That, well, okay. Woman oh, spying on husband gets trapped under SUV. Hmm. Pittsburgh rescue crews freed a woman trapped under a sport utility vehicle in Brooklyn late Monday morning. Police said the woman, whose name has not been released, feared her husband was cheating on her. Then she went to spy on him by crawling under an SUV outside her husband's alleged girlfriend's home. She apparently fell asleep under the vehicle and became trapped after someone let the air out of the tires. <laughs> Ray Luchik was working on the house next door when he heard a woman's cries for help. I peered down to see a body beneath a vehicle. The couple has been married for 26 years. The woman was taken into custody to undergo a mental health evaluation. Now, this is really sad, okay? This is what lack of trust and infidelity can do in a marriage. And it can end up in someone being trapped under an SUV. So the moral of the story here is, number one, Try to have a good marriage. Totally, okay? yeah. No, absolutely. don't try. Do. Yeah. So stuff like this doesn't happen. Number two, don't fall asleep under an SUV lest you be trapped if someone lets the air out of the tires. Yeah, I think there's some very good life lessons to learn here. And, and I'm trying to th- – I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, we talk so much about how, you know, God has rules – and, 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 and commandments and things for us to follow, not because he doesn't want us to have any fun in life, but because he wants to protect us from harm and from harming others and harming ourselves. Sure, yeah. And, and honestly, I think one of the primary reasons why God said, thou shalt not commit adultery, is because he knew that one of the byproducts of adultery would be your spying spouse being trapped under an SUV. Yeah. I mean, it just happens. It's totally, absolutely. And... You know, it's just it's just good rule of thumb. You know, if you follow God's commandments, people won't get trapped under SUVs. Okay. Yeah. We'll take that to heart. Here's one where a great great white shark attacks and a victim fights back and wins. Nice. Uh, Australia. Um, this gal was paddling surf skis with her husband 150 meters from shore, heading back to beach at the time of the attack, riding waves back and saw this big thing underneath me. At first, I thought it was a dolphin or a turtle, so I kept paddling. Then I turned around and saw this big, dark object, and I knew it was a shark. I thought, oh, my goodness, and screamed and tried to scare the shark. Glenn was paddling his own surf ski when he heard his wife scream and saw the shark attack her. It lifted itself out of the water and onto the back of the boat. It had the back of her boat in its mouth and gave it a good shake. Nice. He said Linda was knocked into the water. Uh, anyways, long story short, she ends up fighting the shark off, punching it, kicking it, and it took off. Yeah. Unharmed, she got to the shore, and all was well. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I, I, I like sharks. You do? Yeah. I don't particularly like sharks. I think sharks. they're cool. Like, one of my favorite weeks of the year is Shark Week on Discovery Channel. Makes me not want to get in the water, Matt. Yeah. Me um, too. I had this other story about a piece of mystery metal that fell from the sky and burnt itself through the roof of a new newly married bride's car. Wow. Um, but my uh, browser has locked up, so I'm not oh. going to be able to share it. Well, we could just make it up. Well, I read the story, and basically what happened, it looks like a big piece of poo, to be honest, a long piece of poo, but it actually looks more like a hook now that I look at it close. It fell out of the sky. It was so hot, it burnt through the roof of her car. That's okay, cool. Metal roof and landed in her back seat. And they're completely flummoxed as to where it came from and how it got there. What, was she in the car? Nope. Nope. She just came out, and there it was. Oh, that would have been cooler if she was in it. Like, all of a sudden, thump. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. You look and there's like. Well, she might have been hurt, so I don't know how cool that would have been, man. That's true. Maybe it was a piece from a satellite. Satellite in my car burns a hole through the roof. What the tar? Satellite. (laughs) 
That was very impressive. I got to say, Mark, one of your greatest talents that I've observed is that you're able to um, just randomly come up with songs and tunes and melodies and lyrics. Just Do you think that means I'm a genius? Oh, I'd like to think so. I like to think so. I mean, just I was very impressed the other night when Lindsay and I and Mercedes were over at your house, and mm-hmm. you just started singing a song to Mercedes. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. It just kind of comes to me. I find inspiration in all I was in I was in the restroom at the time, but I, I overheard... You know, through the door, I was like, "Oh, Mark!" I, I, I was like, "Thanks, Mark. That was really special." Well, she seemed to like it. She does. She really likes to be sung to. We would sing to her during her bath time. She gets a big grin. My little boy Vaughn just kind of ignores me. Well, he's only what two weeks old? No, he's like four weeks old, dude. Four, really? Well, September twenty third, he was born. So no, three. Three weeks? weeks? Old. Yeah, yeah, dude. He's not supposed to be really paying attention to anything right now. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, anyways, that was the news, Matt. That's all I have. That's all I'm going to bring. That's all I can share. That's all I found. That's all I thought up. That's, That's all I can convey. That's all I can explain. That's all I can elucidate. El- elucidate? Mm-hmm. Wow. Can you define that for me? Elucidate is to make clear. Wow. I'm going to have to try to use that. Elucidate. I have a word for you, Matt. Pecuniary. Sorry, I can barely say it. Pecuniary. I don't know what that means. Well, uh, that's your assignment. Pecuniary. Oh, my goodness. My P-E-C. U N I A R Y. Pecuniary. Yes. I'm okay. I will go to dictionary.com right as soon as we're done recording this and look it up. Okay. So, well, you know, I, Mark, I appreciate the news. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think our news segment, um, Ask Captain Lubog, is going to be a raving success. I, I can't wait to yeah. hear the I questions mean, I, for you. Honestly, you're going to have to get pretty creative. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Nothing much phases me. Yeah, see, this is this is my whole point. I you mean, know, I got to say, Matt, I hate to say it, that tattoo question was pretty mundane. I mean, tattoo i mean it was a good question yeah. for your average person but not captain lubach i mean uh, i'm not speaking as him because i actually transform but i'm saying <laughs> um you know it's uh something that you need to get really creative with yeah so people bring your a game okay don't yeah. don't just write you got to do better than the tattoo question because captain lubach is in effect a question superhero all right, that's right. He's not the Riddler, even though he has a question mark on his chest. Doesn't mean he's the Riddler from Batman. No, he's the question superhero. Yep. Maybe we should incorporate that into our jingle next week. Okay, That'd be sounds hilarious. good, man. Um, so that'll do it for this week. Uh, thanks for the content, Mark. You're welcome. Appreciate that, and um, I appreciate you, Matt. I appreciate you, man. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. So uh, write in, write in to uh, feedback at RidgewayYouth.org. Oh, hey, do you want to try? Uh, do you want to try to do a real shout out? This week? Oh, yeah. I need to redeem myself. Okay. Let's hear a shout-out. Okay. I want to I give a shout-out to... Um, to uh, okay. Um, oh, gosh. I, see, this is why you can't ask M- Captain Matt, because A, I'm not a captain, and B, I'm horrible. Already you screwed it up. Oh. Try it again. Okay. I want to give a shout-out to... Matt Holiday and the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. Matt Holiday for winning the MVP of the National uh, League Championship Series. And they're going to the World Series. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And all my friends in Kansas. All right. All right. Peace out. To Which leads me to You make everything glorious. You make
Here's your one chance, your only one chance to ask Captain Lubog one question. Bye now.